the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers to achieve their potential and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Welcome to the Total Career Success. This is Cheryl Dawson and Ken Dawson is with me and we have a very fascinating show for you today with Stephen uh, London, uh, best-selling author of Fish, A Remarkable Way to Boost Morale and Improve Results. And we're going to have him on in the second segment, uh, but I want to just uh, talk a little bit uh, in the first segment here about the holiday season. It's a time when everybody's shopping and the malls are packed, uh, but some people are actually shopping for jobs, especially with the recession now in full uh, official form. And we're seeing a lot of people um, out of jobs that hadn't been in, what, five years uh, has been about the horizon since we've seen this kind of unemployment, I guess uh, even uh, longer for some parts of the country. And it can be very depressing and a real damper on the holiday season. So before we introduce our guest, uh, Ken and I would like to discuss a little bit about how you can improve your job search during the holidays, if that's a situation you're in. And maybe you can share some of these tips with friends that you know that are uh, currently looking. But it's a very common misconception uh, during this season that business uh, ceases when the festivities begin. But uh, even though the holidays are a social time with parties and association functions and, of course, increased travel, smart job seekers use these holiday events to reconnect with their old friends and family, as well as develop their professional and personal contacts. And networking during the holidays, more than any other activity, will further your job hunt and position you to be ahead of the competition come January 2nd. So we're going to talk about a number of techniques to help you do that. And, uh, Ken, maybe you'd like to share an idea to get us started off here. Sure, sure. I'll be happy to. Uh, speaking of holiday parties and sharing tips, um, Cheryl and I had an opportunity to be with our staff yesterday. We had a holiday party at one of our consultants' houses and um, were very, very impressed with our staff, their comments, their positive attitudes, and we were kicking around a bunch of ideas. And what I shared with them is exactly what I'd like to share with you right now, and that is that our book, Job Search Total System, is geared around achieving better job, better pay, and a better life. And one of the important things which Cheryl has alluded to is that during the holidays, you have an opportunity to be very positive, very upbeat, or in some cases depressed and not so upbeat. Please be as positive and upbeat as you can. And the reason for that is because employers are particularly impressed when you at a party or at a networking event or on the phone or in any event that uh, happens to come your way during the holiday or you create, you're upbeat, you're positive, and an employer say, you know, it's a person who doesn't have a job. They could be very downbeat, but they're very, very positive. But our message is this. If you will follow Job Search Total System to the letter, you will have better job, better pay, and a better life, and that is 
our personal guarantee to you. Try it. You'll find it works, and we're really, really excited about your success, and we'd love to hear from you. Well, there's no question that uh, attitude is a big part of the job search, no matter what time of year. In fact, in the total system, we talk about the one percenter club, uh, the one percent that are willing to go against the, uh, you know, whatever the prevailing winds uh, are blowing. And so, right now, there's a lot of negativity. So, if you can be positive, you're going to draw people to you, and that's that's what it takes to network effectively. And uh, we would also suggest that during those opportunities when you are networking or if you're even on the phone talking with a colleague or a potential employer, to be open about sharing information. You know, we, we, we uh, you know, the old saw that giving is better than receiving. Well, it's really true. And when you're able to give information that can help someone else, they're going to turn around and reciprocate and look for ways that they can provide information that will help you, whether it's a lead or a tip that they found out about a, a company that might be looking for someone like that, uh, with your talent. And so taking advantage of that opportunity to share uh, intelligence that you have that can help someone else and make a big difference. Another critical part of this book and our system is working harder, smarter, longer. And you may say to yourself, oh, who wants to work harder, smarter, longer? Remember, it's for yourself and your family. One of the key elements and success in our system is competing against the people in your environment or people you're actually competing with on the job. And those that work harder, smarter, longer, understand the system, buy into the system, and understand how to write a resume, how to interview, and how to network and negotiate a position are going to have better job, better pay, and better life. So working harder, smarter, longer is critical, not just for your success, but your families, your neighbors. And think of it this way. What greater legacy could you possibly pass on to your children and their grandchildren than the ability to achieve better job, better company, better pay? Well, and it, you know, working harder doesn't have to be a negative thing either, Ken, because... Uh, in fact, in our next segment with our guests, we're going to be talking about how work can be fun and how it should be fun. Uh, but one another specific ways that you can uh, reconnect with people, if you send out holiday cards or Christmas cards, you know, whether that might be hard copy or electronically, you can use that opportunity to update your friends and associates, family, whatever, and put a little note in the card in an upbeat way, of course, uh, about you know what you're currently doing and if you're in a job search and that you'll be reconnecting with them. So it's just a r- nice personal way of uh, getting people in touch with what your needs are. Just to build on a little bit what I said earlier, uh, Cheryl and I have been married 35 years. We 35 years in April, and we began as college instructors in New Jersey. And we were both workaholics. We're still workaholics but we thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy working harder, smarter, longer. Why? Because it's a labor of love. Our business is helping people, and what we do all day, every day, 24-7, is help people anytime we can. And that's what we were sharing with our staff yesterday, because all of us are ambassadors of goodwill, and we're all going out and having parties and networking with our own group, and we're all sharing positive messages with everybody we possibly can, and that's exactly the thing you can do. Another technique that I wanted to share, Ken, is around those who are going to be traveling. 
you know, just because you're in another part of the country doesn't mean you have to stop your job search. There are ways to plan ahead. For instance, if you're willing to relocate as part of your job search, then and you're planning to go somewhere as, as part of the holiday season, then look at what the potential employers are in that area and see if you might connect with them. It's amazing the psychological leverage that you can have or advantage uh, when you're an out-of-towner and you might have some information or possibly some talent that would be of interest to an employer. So keep that in mind as you plan your travel agenda. And when you do travel out of town, remember that the person coming in from out of town always has the advantage. And the reason for that is because they think you're flying in or driving in or making some special effort to be there with that company. And you'd be amazed at how employers will clear the docket for you to come in and share your wonderful story. Uh, another thing we mentioned earlier was that sometimes people think slow, uh, people think that things slow down in companies so that surely they're not going to be able to get a hold of uh, the decision maker. But if you think about it, not everybody travels during the holidays. So some of those executives or hiring uh, people are going to be sitting in their offices, and what a great time to reach them. Maybe you can even get through to them directly, uh, pass their uh, assistant if they have an assistant, pass the voicemail. You might just catch them sitting at their office willing to pick up that telephone and, uh, and, and make a connection that way in a very personal way. Another thing I want to add about that is during the end of the year, many companies are doing their budget planning. And so there may be opportunities. They're just working on the plan right, right at the moment you call when they are considering having a certain number of openings in the new year and here a candidate calls that might just fit the bill. Cheryl, that's exactly, <clears throat> me, exactly the point I was going to make. We have seen so many examples of individuals who, over the holidays, talk to an executive in a company who says, you know, I've been trying to fill this position for months. I've never found the right person. And you're at this party. You brought your resume. You're an excellent interviewer. How about something by Monday morning? I'm looking for someone with your talents and abilities. You'll be amazed at the results. Perseverance and working harder, smarter, longer will bring you. Another technique, Ken, is around the Internet. There's so many people who think, well, you know, it's slowing down, so I'll just get on my Internet, or it's too cold outside, you know, so I don't really want to go out to that party. And the temptation is to kind of wait out the holidays surfing the Internet. And, uh, you know, in a recent segment, we talked about the importance of the Internet for job search, so, no, we're not minimizing that. But uh, when you have those opportunities to get out and to meet with people face-to-face, Take advantage of that first. You can always get on the Internet later. The second part of that is to always integrate the work that you're doing on the Internet in terms of uh, responding to job openings and so forth. Integrate that with your networking. Think about who you know or who a friend might know that could give you a referral in so that you can make a direct contact about that potential job opportunity. And be be aware that... People are looking for excellent people all the time, whether it's in a restaurant or in an elevator or in a networking meeting. Always be assertive, not aggressive, but assertive, and always have your toolkit with you. You'll be amazed how many times employers will say, you have your resume with you, you're an excellent interviewer, you're ready to come on board. Well, you know what? 
I have a position for you, and this is what it pays. And then you're in an opportunity to network and negotiate and move on to that next position. You'll be amazed what it will do for you. Uh, another point I'd like to uh, to make is regarding the organization, and Ken mentioned how important the total system is to give you the techniques and the resources and the forms and so forth to do that, but organizing your job search during this time. You know, do your homework. Uh, do your research about companies or industry segments that you'd like to approach. Um, increase that activity uh, in that area so that you can be you know, psychologically prepared, confident that you're ready to hit the job uh, running. And on the subject of prepare, preparation, let me give you some excellent advice in addition to what we've already given you. We have found that when you have a specific company that you really want to work for, you do your homework, you do your research, you actually even identify the executive who is a hiring authority. Remember, it's critical that you talk to the hiring authority. Be amazed that you can find out where they are, where they're going to be, and just be coincidental in meeting. It's amazing what it'll do for you. Well, break is coming. We'll be back in a few minutes with Stephen London. Don't go away. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com. Thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success, better job, better pay, better life. Jessica. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Is Megan there? Sure. Follow me. The kids are in the kitchen making sandwiches. <laughs> hey, Julie. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Megan. Hey, Megan. Yeah? You're a total freak. God, you're ugly. And dumb. Oh, and your makeup makes you look like a tramp. Tommy Morris told me you guys made out. Everybody knows. The whole school knows. He said your breath smelled like garbage, and he almost puked. He says you're the most desperate girl he knows. And that dress is totally hideous. You look like a big, fat clown. Disgusting. Oh, and by the way, nice zit. If you wouldn't say it in person, why say it online? Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it, don't forward it. 
For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Best. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and we have with us today Stephen London, Stephen appears frequently as a speaker on work culture, customer service, innovation, and motivation. He is presently chairman and co-founder of Anten Creative Partners, a company dedicated to bringing natural energy to the world through books, films, engaging talks, and training programs. The first film produced by Anten is Top Performer, a film that presents the language of energy as communicated by street performers. Published in 38 languages and over 5 million copies in print worldwide, his best-selling book, Fish, has taken Dr. London's ideas around the world. Cats, the nine levels of innovation, and the Cats Personal will be published in January of 2009 by McGraw-Hill. Welcome, Stephen. Oh, great to be here. Well, a we'd lovely like, day. Yeah, we'd love to uh, have you just share a little bit. Uh, it sounds like you've uh, you've been in a lot of parts of the world and seen a lot of different things. Share with us a little bit. Well, in the last ten years, I, I gave myself over to the travel that 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 uh, was was uh, possible with fish. I, I I wrestled with it for a while. I had a, I had a number of things going. You don't expect that kind of success when you're when you're. Uh, you know, writing and, and circulating things, and you know, I never really have thought that my ideas were were all that uh, incredibly powerful. But I, I hit the right the right uh, topic at the right time. I had good uh, you know, mentors and coaches, and I share the the success with them every time I, I get a chance to speak. But the truth was, it took off like wildfire, and and the fish philosophy became something that. In a number of industries, uh, like healthcare and, and banking, manufacturing, all the customer service-related organizations, just really spread. It continues to spread. I, uh, last year, I went to Australia three different times, and uh, you know the fish, the fish over there just won't die; they just keep swimming, uh, and it's pretty exciting to see that. But it, I've uh, I've spent a lot of my time, probably 40 countries that I visited, to talk about fish, and I find that it. It's a universal that doesn't really make a lot of difference what culture you're in, what language is spoken, what religion is most prominent. 
that the values uh, contained in the fish philosophy have, have a universal appeal. That's been very exciting. Well, we're going to get into that in a little more detail here uh, in a moment, but I'd like to share, have you share a little bit on your personal story, if you don't mind. Stephen, I had a chance to hear a little bit about it uh, at a conference recently, and it really struck a chord with me, and I wondered if you would share a little bit of that testimony of the personal tragedy that, that you've experienced and how that created positive energy uh, for your life and career. Well, I've had I've had my ups and downs in life, as have most people. And you know what you do with those ups and downs is always a question, and you don't really know until it happens to you. I had a couple of a uh, couple of key things in my life that uh, have made a tremendous difference. The first was working with physically challenged children when I was seventeen, eighteen, nineteen years old, and you know some of those kids wouldn't didn't come back the next year. It was a camping situation. I'd look for them, and they didn't show up, and. I talked to the camp nurse, and she'd say, "Well, they didn't make it through the winter." And when you're when you're that age, it it has an impact. You don't really know what that impact is because at 17, you kind of know everything there is to know anyway, uh, and you're pretty confident about that. And then as you get older, you realize, well, you didn't know everything, and some of those things you had already encountered have made an impact on you, and that was a lasting impact. And it, the impact was, I became very very clear at an early age how precious life is. And then it was about, it was a few years ago that I had a, a second uh, a situation arise that uh, really shook me to the core. My oldest daughter was killed by a, a drunk driver as she was driving between Las Vegas and Los Angeles. She was a film producer. She was at the peak of her career. She was celebrating um, a significant uh, film wrap uh, with a friend of hers, and she was sleeping in the back seat of a car that got hit by a a drunk driver knocked out of control, and and that's um, that, that, that's where she died, just uh, in, instantaneously. And you know, you don't know you don't know where you're going to go. It seems dark. You don't know if you'll ever get out of that cave. But you know, I realized that 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 I I had uh, a couple of choices, and I and I and I chose to to make Beth. Uh, a part of uh, a part of my life, and because I, it's clear that I'm her legacy, you think about you think about these things, and you think, well, my children will be my legacy because they're the they're they're going to go on in the world. They're, they're going to be there after I'm gone, and and you know they'll represent in some sense uh, the, the wisdom and traditions and, and upbringing that I've provided them. But when you lose a child uh, before you pass, and you, you quickly realize that you're their legacy. And she had a lot to say. She was a wise woman. She was street smart. She'd been challenged in many ways. And, uh, and she's, been, she's been with me ever since as I travel around the world talking to people. And she always says, uh, in my, kind of whispers in my ear, if you will, if you don't mind, uh, kind of that, that, that uh, metaphor, she whispers in my ear, she says, Dad, Life is too precious to just be going through on autopilot. Dad, life is too precious to just be passing through. And I really believe that. And I really believe that the fish philosophy, the philosophy that's nested in the, in the four fish books, uh, really, really speaks to that because it's a formula for living a vital life. It's a formula for squeezing every ounce out of life and one of the places that we spend most of that life is in, in the world of work. And it, it, to me, it, it's, it's, it's a great tragedy when I meet people who are really just getting through their work today in order to get to some other place. Uh, <laughs> and it's kind of like 
throwing it away, you know. I mean, they may do their job, but they're never really there. They're never really engaged, and that vitality that they have is, is lying dormant. And everyone suffers. You know, the, the, work, uh, the work suffers and the person suffers. And the possibilities are so tremendous by just allowing that to flourish. So Steven, that's... Uh, uh, I'm very, very sorry. Is, uh, something like that is just something that cannot be explained. But just a real quick summer story. My best friend in high school, Larry Desio, um, he and I just reunited... Uh, 50th high school reunion. His mm. only son was killed by a drunk driver in Massachusetts. Yeah. And, I mean, he was just yeah. devastated across the board. But we talked two days ago about getting together. He's now living in Cape Coral, Florida. And basically the message is we can't do anything about what has happened, but we can do so much about what we're going to do. And it's all about giving back. And we're going to get together and share everything we can with those we know. We have a high school classmate who has severe health problems, severe heart problems, and we talked about doing something for that person and all the others we have. So it's all about giving back at this point, and that's exactly your message. That's a spectacular formula for the, for this. I was in, in Australia giving a talk and just uh, well out in the boonies, <laughs> the bush, as they say, and I... I was following, that morning the person had introduced me at lunch, that morning the person had had monitored a, a ceremony where they gave the Queenslander of the Year Award, and the, the fellow that that won it had uh, had contemplated suicide and was pretty determined because of all that he lost during the drought, pretty determined to, to take his life. And he, he managed to cross paths with a wise person, and, the, and that person said, you know, the only way out of this for you is to do something for somebody else. Exactly. And well, he did that, and he became uh, he became a counselor to people suffering from drought conditions, and and he re recreated his life. Exactly yeah, right. we hear that um, positive impact so very often, where tragedy oh. is turned to to an opportunity to to help others and redirect that energy. So that's that. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, and you know it makes me think of uh, something else I heard. Uh, when you spoke at the conference about the idea between, you know, work and life balance, and you made a really poignant comment about that. Will you share that with our audience? Well, there's, there's a, a whole industry that's grown up around work-life balance, and, and while I, I respect the values of, uh, of having some time for yourself as, as well as time for work, I think the way that we framed it does us a disservice because it's all life. You know, it's not like there's this... Uh, <laughs> This balance in the sky where you put a little work here and not tipped a little bit, now oh, add a little life there. It's all life, and it's all meant to be lived, uh, you know, fully. And some people, some people throw themselves into life and live it vitally and allow, and allow their, their work to consume a lot of them. There's nothing wrong with that if it isn't, if it isn't a, a negative consumption. If it's a consumption that comes out of passion and energy and, and wanting to do something for others, uh, you you are nourished by it. You're not drained by it. And so just to call it work-life balance to me is to point people in the wrong direction. I'd rather have them think about living all aspects of their life fully. Absolutely. And I'd, I'd like before the break, we just have a couple of minutes here, to have you share where the idea of the FISH book came from and what is the pre- basic premise for it. 
That's a very easy and very difficult question to answer. I'll start with the easy one since we have a little, only a little time. Uh, the difficult one is to go back through my life and to think to all of, of all the things that have affected me. The easy one is to show where those things uh, led me to see something that I hadn't seen in, in that way before. And my friend, my colleague John Christensen and I were filming in, in, in the Seattle area. And we had a day to kill because that's the way you save money on airlines. And John wandered into the fish market, Pike Place Fish. I remember him calling and telling me about it, and I kind of like, a oh, fish market, John, what are you so excited about? Well, we shared a, shared a belief that uh, you, you can learn an awful lot from places that have a high level of natural energy. And he described what he, what he found there. Well, we went back and we filmed it. We had no idea really why. We just knew we had to capture it. And, and then we started showing people the film and episodes and as it was being edited and, and realized that it, it, was, it snuck up on people, that, it, that the tremendous energy you find, find in that Pike Place fish market is natural. It's not scripted. It's not coerced. It's not produced as entertainment. It comes out of a set of values to really serve people, to really come to work and make the best out of every work day. And, and so we formed a philosophy. We play as a part of it, serving others and making their day as a part of it, being fully present for people as a part of it, and understanding that whatever attitude you're carrying around with you, well, it's the one you're choosing. <laughs> you can, you can, if you don't want to like it, you can choose another. That's the power of human beings. Well, that's a good point to end on for this segment. We're going to come back with Stephen. If you have questions, uh, we encourage you to call in, and we'll be back in just a moment. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition. And through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com, thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success better job better pay better life an ordinary sunny day an ordinary family's living room filled with an ordinary bunch of kids and they were doing nothing they were couch slouching they were rug imitating and lazy minute after lazy minute was passing them by when suddenly huh 
Hey guys, that's a personal foul. An active activity on a sunny day. Coming to the rescue was NFL running back Reggie Bush. Players on your lazy penalties. Let's play. Those kids, they listened to Reggie. They got up and play they did. There was fun and running. There were smiles and jumping. And laziness was crushed. Hey kids, don't get a lazy penalty. Kids, listen to Reggie and avoid lazy penalties. Be a player. Get up and play for an hour a day. Go online to check out smallstep.gov for fun playtime ideas. So you can be a player too. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Be a player. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll free at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson with Stephen London, and we're talking about fish and. Um, Stephen, you make a point in the book that there's always a choice about the way we do our work, uh, even if there's not a choice about the work itself. And certainly in today's economy, sometimes people are taking not their ideal job in order to make ends meet and so forth. So can you give some examples for our listeners who might be in that situation of how they can use the principles of FISH to to make it uh, um, something that will help them move forward in their careers? Well, yeah, absolutely. It's the power of what you see at Pike Place Fish that really, really clarifies this message in a way that's been awfully seductive. Because here you have a group of fishmongers, and you know, I don't know what you know about fishmongering or, or selling fish, but it's a pretty unpleasant job. It's smelly, it's slippery. Uh, it's an outdoor market, so you got the wind and rain and snow in Seattle. Uh, you stand on on hard cement and hip boots. For, for long periods of time, and the way they do it, it's also physically exhausting because they're always looking for a way to connect with customers, a way to lift spirits. And one of the things they've discovered along along the way is to, that getting the customer involved in the, in the uh, throwing of a fish has kind of become their moniker. In fact, the Chamber of Commerce uses a clip like that. There have been a number of movies that just the idea of throwing a fish seems to be something that people find compelling. But when you look behind the scenes at the market, you, you, you realize that it's not, a, it's not a dream job, that those guys come and go uh, to be, for better jobs. You know, they, they leave for better jobs when they have a chance, and, and that is no indictment at all on the workplace or what they've created. 
what it is is an even stronger exclamation point behind the fact that you find so much energy when you go to the, the market. And what they've decided is as long as they're going to be there, 12 hours a day, they might as well enjoy what they're doing, and they might as well do something that ha- serves, serves them and their customers simultaneously. And they've discovered that when they put themselves out to kind of make people's day, to lift their spirits, to uh, engage them in novel and, and, and compelling ways, then it comes back to them, and it energizes them, and the time passes quickly, and they have more fun. And what better formula for a job that you might not be first to your, you know, the first on your list, you know, not the one that you're, you're, you really want, maybe not even the one that you're prepared for, but one that, you know, we're all in that situation from time to time where we do something to make ends meet. You know, very few of us go through life without spending some time on a job where really uh, we're, we're doing it to make ends meet. It's not something that we're prepared for, and it's not something that we're really seeking but it's something that uh, that's available. Stephen, I can't relate to uh, that particular environment in Seattle, but I can relate to uh, San Francisco. Cheryl and I have been out to Fisherman's Wharf, and uh, you see that all the time. And it's fascinating to see not only how these guys literally uh, are experts in throwing fish, and, and as you say, involve the crowd, but how the customers are just lined up in, Dozens of people waiting to get in the restaurant, but for entertainment while they're waiting, they watch the, these guys with fish, and it's just a fascinating way to uh, see how anybody, anywhere, at any time can create an environment of fun that is productive and exciting, and it's just a win-win all, all the way around. I wish I'd been... Uh... You know, I, I wish I'd been able to see where it went when when we first uh, released all this stuff. But you know, I never predicted that it would go into healthcare. I mean, you think about it for a second. There you are with a fish market, and you produce a film, and you write a book. And uh, even though the, my mother was a head nurse, I, I didn't see the connections with healthcare. But nurses quickly taught me that they saw fish, and they realized that that's why we got into nursing in the first place to create that kind of energy. And we've lost it in the technology and in the, in the things that are present in healthcare now that cause a lot of stress. And you know that's a that's a that's a wonderful wonderful testimony. This is not something that they had to buy. Not something that you know they had to study for. It's really more a choice that they had all along and weren't making. Right, and you know you talked uh, just about in the last couple of minutes, about two really critical uh, areas. That is the passion that you have for what you do and having fun at it. And could you just take a moment, Stephen, to relate how this idea of passion and fun can energize a job search? Yeah, I, I don't know as if I'd say passion for what you do, although it shows up that way. I, I, I more think of it as passion for life, wherever you're spending it. And if, it happens to be, if you happen to be on the job right now, then it's passion for life on the job. It's just... Life passion, because if you if you, if you frame it as passion for what you do, then then people say, well, but I don't really care what I do. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm, this isn't what I pick. You know, uh, it's something I'm doing until I find that thing. So it's just the passion itself. The passion for life is is your way of saying this life matters. My time on time on earth matters, and I'm going to squeeze every bit of joy out of it that I possibly can. You know, I did a, I did just an aside here. I had a chance to uh, 
give a talk to graduating class at the University of Charleston a few years ago. They gave me a an honorary degree of law, which was like that's the way to do it. You know, I took a few minutes uh, rather than spending four years studying. Anyway. Uh, they gave me an honorary degree in law, and I looked at those graduates, and I said, you know, there's something that, that you haven't really been told about. And I was pretty confident that I was right. I said, you know, people have talked to you about preparing for your profession or for the work that you want to do in life, but I'll bet, I'll bet you haven't been told about the part that has more to do with whether you'll be retained or not, and that is how you show up at work, no matter what it is you're doing. How you, who you choose to be while you're working. And I, I never had, I can't, I don't think I've ever given a talk where I had more people come up to me afterwards. The parents, as well as the students, are saying, boy, I'm glad you said that. Because, you know, it's, it's not something that we focus on. We focus on our technical training. We focus on preparing ourselves for the, for the nitty-gritty of the job and really don't think much about something that over, can overpower that. We can be really competent in the nitty-gritty, but we can be, you know, impossible to be around. And uh, anyway. Stephen, uh, you mentioned uh, health care a little bit ago. Uh, what struck me when you mentioned that and having fun is the movie Patch Adams. Have you ever seen Patch Adams with Robert? Yes, Adams? Patch Adams was one of the first people to contact us when we produced the film. I don't know how he got a copy of it. Uh, it just obviously gravitated. I mean, Absolutely, exactly what we're talking about, and, and the film was fantastic, and uh, Robin Williams was excellent in it, and, uh, and, and it's the best movie I've ever seen in terms of communicating that environment of excellence in terms of what you do, but also having fun at it and, uh, and going about it in a very different and creative way, but achieving the same results. Well, you know, it's, it's recently we've, we've uh, been lucky enough to have some metrics because the, the Gallup organization's done a lot of studies, and when they, when they developed the, the finding that, um, you know, it's, it's more powerful than customer service is making an emotional connection with a customer. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are saying, well, yeah, emotional connection, but, you know, what is it? I understand what customer service is because I've got this list of things that I have to do uh, to serve the customers, but making an emotional connection, what is it? And it's, you know, I think I've figured out what it is. Uh, When you enter a workplace and you engage people in a way that uh, honors them, uh, is authentic, uh, carries with it some levity or fun, if you will, that that does make an emotional connection. That when you, when you uh, come to some, when you engage somebody with novelty, what you're really saying and the way it really feels is they care about me as a person. Exactly. This is someone that really cares about me as a person, not because of what they say, but because of how they're engaging me. Exactly right. Well, and Stephen, you mentioned the the commonalities that you have seen across cultures as as you've traveled around the world, and um, we talk um, on this show quite a bit about the global marketplace and how many of our listeners are looking for international opportunities. Would you have anything to share uh, about how an individual would prepare themselves if they've never worked uh, internationally before? What what unique things should they be doing or thinking about uh, as they approach an international job search? Well, I'm not an expert in this area, but right off the top of my head as somebody who occasionally thinks creatively, I think I would find a place to immerse myself within the United States in an international community. 
we have almost every country in the world represented here in the United States somewhere, and they're represented in little communities. We've got a large Hmong and Vietnamese community up in the Twin Cities. We've got large... Uh, and yeah, we'll, we're, we're coming to the end and we'll take a break I to Stephen, but that's a great idea. I'm glad you shared it, and we'll be back in just right. a moment with a little bit more about a new book that Stephen's written, Cat. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition. And through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com, thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success better job better pay better life and now a weather update winds out of the south southeast at nine miles an hour citizens of america this is a message from feedthepig.org do not be alarmed we are here to help you save yourself according to public records americans spent more money than they earned in 2005 this is the first negative savings rate in the u.s since the great depression america we must change our behavior We need to stop spending every dime we earn and start feeding the pig. We must start putting away a piece of our paycheck. On the 1st and the 15th, we must pay ourselves before we pay anyone or anything. We must make a budget. And yes, even consider cutting up a credit card. And we must tell a friend to do the same. America, to start moving in the right direction, we must start a movement. Join us at feedthepig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Log on to feedthepig.org today. And for more traffic updates, brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Do you know what the most complex piece of your business capital investment is? Is it the technology? Is it the infrastructure? Could it be the office and corporate structure? The most complex piece of your business capital investment is the human being. Return on Human Capital is a unique program that discusses some of the most important issues facing leaders in business. Join your hosts, Howard Pines and Jay Santamaria, for Return on Human Capital, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Total Career Success. Ken and Cheryl Dawson here with Stephen London. And, Stephen, we've had a great time talking about your book, Fish, but we want to talk a little bit about Cats, The Nine Levels of Innovation. How did you come up with that title, and why did you write this book? Well, cats are curious. And there's an old thing that you hear from time to time, curiosity, and you can fill it in, kill the cat. And one day I was thinking to myself, Steve, have you ever seen a cat die of curiosity? And I hadn't. So I started asking my audiences, anybody in the room ever seen a cat die of curiosity? And I'd hear about dogs and cars, but never curiosity as uh, causing the demise of a cat. So I got to thinking, well, why do we have that phrase? What is it designed to do? And it became obvious to me that what it's designed to do is keep you in your place. <laughs> Other people are more comfortable with you when you're the way that you usually are. Uh, living your routines and living your life in a way that they've become used to. And so I think curiosity killed the cat is probably a part of that. But there's another thing, too, and that is a cat has nine lives. And so that's, uh, that's the place that I got the title for my book, Cats, the Nine Lives of Innovation. And each life is a, is a, is a way that you can improve your capacity to innovate. It's kind of based on a, on a, on a pretty simple uh, premise, and that is people innovate, organizations don't. Organizations have never innovated anything because organizations are incapable of doing anything because organizations aren't human. Organizations don't innovate. People do. And many of the things that we credit organizations for are actually the work of, obviously, people. So if you want to improve an organization's capability in innovation, you probably would improve the capability of the people that work there. And so the nine lives of innovation are a personal approach. My focus is on creating a, a, a real clear sense of what anyone can do to develop their capacity to innovate. David, we have um, had a number of authors on, and every one of them is fascinating, as you are. Um, have you done research in organizations as to which organizations you find to be the most innovative? No, but I've sure worked for some innovative organizations. I've done a lot of work for Cargill and for 3M. And 3M is almost, you know, it is, it, you, can, you can replace the word innovation exactly. with 3M in a lot of parts of the world. Exactly. And it's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. And all of that experience, all of the, the work that I've done in organizations where I've gone in to teach uh, creativity or innovation courses or have watched others like Edward de Bono or Tony Bizan doing something similarly, they've all, they've all contributed to kind of my, my experience base. But I didn't really feel that I had anything to offer along the way. I was the beneficiary, definitely, of the work of, of many others. And then I, then I realized that I did perhaps have something to offer, that innovation is made far too complicated for most people. And the thing that, caught, the thing that triggered this uh, for me, this understanding, is that I realized when I was speaking on leadership, the event happened on time. When I was speaking on change, the event happened on time. Customer service, the event happened on time. Innovation 
<laughs> got delayed or canceled. It happened over and over again. I've talked to others who are, are in a similar circumstance, and they say the same thing, that while we talk about how important innovation is, just the subject itself makes it makes us somewhat uncomfortable because we're familiar with the fact that things often happen in those seminars that are, you know, a little wild, a little wooly, a little unusual. And we're not really sure that it's got any practical value. So I figured if I can create a sense of structure to the world of innovation, and if I can explain really clearly about why some of the weird things are critical and important, and without those things, you really can't take certain steps that you need to take as someone who wants to become more innovative, then maybe I can make a contribution. So that's what I've uh, written the book to do. Well, and I, I think you've done a really excellent job. I haven't uh, been able to see the book yet, uh, Stephen, but I did hear your presentation and also uh, had a chance to kind of review the steps uh, here recently that you graciously sent to me. And could, let's just take a couple minutes here uh, to go through the steps or the nine lives, as it were, and one of them is clutter in life. So how does clutter distract us from innovation? Well, innovation needs a... a um... We need an innovation-friendly environment to innovate. And an innovation-friendly environment is something that is, uh, it doesn't have clutter. There aren't a lot of noises. There aren't people trying to talk to you at the same time that you're creating. You know, there aren't, uh, there aren't trucks going by and horns. You know, you need some space. And I think one of the, one, the first, the reason I made it the first life of innovation is it's really good. This is simplicity in it. You, if you can create some spaciousness in your life, you have a capacity to innovate because there's things going on all the time in your mind where you're putting this together with that, where this is rubbing against that, and it's and your subconscious is, is observing these things. But if you're in a stressful situation or if, you're, if your world is full of clutter and noise, uh, it's not going to have a chance to speak to you. And so the reason why the big breakthroughs happen in showers and in car rides and in bathtubs and, you know, while you're walking by the seashore, there's a reason for that. You've allowed yourself to have the, the spaciousness that your mind requires in order to tell you what it's been working on. Stephen, we have a couple minutes to go, but please tell us how our listeners can um, access your books, your website. Um, how can they uh, get in touch with you? Well, www.topperformer.com or www.ontend, O-N-T-E-N-D.com. Uh, we'll get you to the, get you to the blog and the, and the products and things like that. Ontend is uh, a old word that we kind of like. It, it's, it means kindle the spiritual flame. And uh, we think uh, as a group of uh, street performers and, uh, and, <laughs> and teachers and filmmakers and writers that, that, that's probably uh, not a bad not a bad name for our organization. Fantastic name. Well, uh, uh, Stephen, uh, you um, you say that innovation isn't normal. Uh, before we come to the close here, can you can you explain that? Yeah, you know, yeah, I sure can, and it's an, it's probably the most important thing to understand about innovation that that there is is that you got to understand what it means to be normal, and each of us is in our own way. And it's what allows us to survive, and it's absolutely crucial for our well-being. But it is the one and most important thing that stands between us and innovation, because innovation requires getting outside the norm. 
So these routines and habits and paradigms, whatever we want to call them, ways of doing things, absolutely crucial day to day, most of our time. But when you need to escape the norm, you've got to understand how powerful it is and take uh, fairly, fairly significant steps to provoke yourself to get to a place where you wouldn't normally go. So you have a chance to see things that you wouldn't normally see because your mind is so practical, it'll just drag those useful things right on back and tell you about them. Well, we're coming to the close here. This has been fabulous. Thank you so much, Stephen, for being on with us. Next week we're going to have Dan Oglesby, Senior VP of Human Resources for Spectrum Healthcare, and it's going to be a very interesting uh, conversation about healthcare as well as the job search process and and how best to uh, enter that market. So see you next week. Thank you so much. Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, here on Voice America.